Well, good morning and welcome to Around the House with Scott Brokamp. I am Scott Brokamp, one of the owners and founder of His Security and Technology, locally owned right here in beautiful East Tennessee and Knoxville. Um, well, you know, if you look out your window, it's not fog outside. That is smoke from the fire of our Tennessee Athletics Department because, baby, it's almost football time and we are on fire around here. Okay, maybe it wasn't as funny to y'all as it was to me. Uh, hopefully you're awake this morning enjoying a little coffee. It, uh, man, it's nice and comfortable outside, though. I'm just going to tell you, it, uh, it, it's it been really sticky and humid in the mornings, and this morning it didn't feel that way to me. So uh, hopefully it's... It's nice and enjoyable on your front porch or wherever you may be listening from this morning. We've got a great show planned for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about, well, kids' sports. I don't know about your your family and around your house, but, man, ours is loaded with it. School's back in session. Softball has started again. Um, and, and, and there are so many things that are going on just in, in in our lives around the house and um, so we're gonna we're gonna hear from a couple of great guests today and we're gonna hear about some of these awesome opportunities for your kids to get involved in some sports as well so if you're looking for something else to do if you love legos brick universe is the place to be the number one family lego fan event is happening this weekend at the world's fair exhibition hall doors open at 10 o'clock this morning Ready to dance a jig? Immaculate Conception hosts their annual Irish Fest on the Hill. Tonight from 4 to 10, it promises lots of Irish food, music, and fun. And your Lady Vols soccer team is in action today at Regal Stadium against Jacksonville State. Match time is at 2 o'clock today. For more details about all the events around town today, go to visitknoxville.com. That's visitknoxville.com. Dot com. Well, as I mentioned today on Around the House, we're talking about sports. Your kids can enjoy, play, get involved, learn life lessons. One of the things I enjoy most about sports for my children and for myself. When I was a kid, we had one thing to do in my hometown in the wintertime in particular, and that was bowling. I loved going to the bowling alley, let me tell you. In fact, my dream at one point in time was to be a professional bowler for some reason i stopped short um you know opportunities opportunities is always what it's about but um you know you could i talk to people about this and they don't even know that you can get a scholarship and go to college for bowling it's pretty cool right i miss that but how about you? Have you been out to the bowling alley lately? How many times have you and your family gone and just had a good time enjoying the bowling alley? Well, my first guest this morning has gotten a lot closer to living that dream of being a professional bowler. He is a local legend of the lanes right here, and I'm glad to have with me and talk turkey with this guy, Ricky Spiva. Ricky, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. So, uh, you know, you and I, I don't even remember where we met at some point in time, but uh, we've we've had the opportunity to, to share about some, well, how bowling has impacted our lives. And uh, so I, I just got to ask you, here, here's a question I'm dying to ask. 
What is what is the craziest split that you have ever picked up? Probably the four six. Well, I'd, yeah, okay, you, yeah. Uh, better than a seven ten. I locked out with the seven ten once. I did get it to bounce back out of the pit. So uh, there you go. Um, you know, there. I, I, I'm a huge proponent of making sure our kids and our families are involved in um, not just sports events but team activities and team events it's so it's so beneficial to helping us learn and understand and and grow through uh well quite frankly lessons of life right i mean you don't always win sometimes you throw the perfect shot and you still get you still get tapped you know that eight pin standing there staring you in the face yeah that's true you know so uh ricky tell me how how did you get into bowling my whole family uh, was into it. Like my mom and dad got married at Fountain in Knoxville. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, so that's how I got started. It was for my dad, and which I bow every time. I, I now when I bow leagues, I bow with him and my brother. Oh, man. That's and awesome. So then, uh, and of course, you I mean, he met a lifelong friends from yeah. it, too. Yeah, you, you. I mean, you really do. And uh, last league that I bowled in, which was many years ago, um, I I used to bowl with my dad, and and it was great. You know, it was it was a great opportunity to be able to spend time with my dad. So, you know, one of the things I hear from people a lot of times is, well, I mean, I can't bowl, or I don't know how to bowl, or you know. Sometimes it can be a little frightening when you're you're walking out on that lane, right? I mean, there's some etiquette that obviously we try to we want people to know, but that's what's cool about bowling. Anybody can bowl. Yeah, anybody. Like, like there's actually a lady bowling. I think she's still bowling. She's over a hundred, and she I think she bowls leagues one day a week. Wow. I mean, yeah, keeps you young, right? Got to yeah. keep you going. Yeah. So, well, well and. The great part is, and, and even here, and I know you're you're really involved with uh, the different leagues and stiff stuff. But even when I was a kid, that was how it started. I started in a youth league. Um, do you? So you? I think you work with some youth leagues currently, don't you? Uh, yeah. Well, my sister, she's over the youth league on Sundays. I'm actually uh, helping with Carter High School bowling, and which now. Yeah, I see. When I was uh, in in high school, they didn't have high school bowling. Mm. But now every it seems like every Knotts County school and the surrounding schools is getting it now. So so it's a good thing to see more kids now getting involved more than when it was when I was in school. Yeah. See, I didn't where I went to high school. We didn't have bowling. It wasn't available to me. Um, some of the other local schools did have bowling. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I would have loved to gone to during school to have that opportunity. Um, but still, I, I mean, I bowled on a regular basis. So, uh, all right. So what, what's your current average? Uh, probably about 211. 
probably probably like 211. That's probably a pretty two. specific number for being probably like. <laughs> yeah, probably <not> <laughs> well, if if you're like I was when I bowled, I, I, I mean, that was one of the first stats I checked every week when I came in. I'm like, all right, where, where'd my average go this week? Uh, you know, because, uh, of course, there it's kind of like, you know, we've got a lot of golfers. It's kind of like golf, right? You're, there's that handicap that's involved. And, uh, and so, but it's... It, you know, it's a great, to me, it was always a great tool and a great gauge to understand, am, am I getting better in my trade? Am I getting better in my game? Uh, or am I not? And what do I need to do to improve? So those are always awesome. Um, so you're so you're helping coach with Carter High School. Yes. How many, how many kids do you guys have in the program from Carter? Uh, there's probably maybe 25, maybe. We, we, which this Sunday is the tryouts for this year. Okay. So, but I, everybody's going to make it though. And we're not going to cut anybody out. Yeah. So, so there you go. If you want to be at the bowling team at Carter, <laughs> where you yeah. got to be at? Where's the, where's tryouts? Uh, at Fountain Lanes on Sunday. Fountain Lanes mm-hmm. on Sunday. So, yeah. <laughs> so, which is good because I mean, high school's getting, uh, getting a lot better now too. So, yeah. it's a good thing to see the kids more involved. It, well, and it is right. I mean, in it, again, I mean, bowling's really kind of cool, right? It's 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 like some other sports, like tennis. You can have, uh, you know, doubles events and singles events, um, but bowling is a is a conglomerate. Typically, if you're in a league, it's a team event. You know, anywhere from a, a four to five person team. Um, and and I know for me that was always cool is that when I was growing up and just learning and, and working through that team environment, working with my teammates and some days, look, some days it's just not there. You know, you're just not shooting good shots and your head's not in the right place and it can be difficult. Um, and so that's when it's great to have your teammates around and, and know that, Hey, they, you've got their support just as, as you, you're supporting them as well. So, uh, what, Ricky, tell me, I mean, after all of your years, obviously, of bowling and, and still bowling, your passion obviously drives you to wanting to be able to give back and help with the kids. What what would be a couple of things that stand out to you? What What is it that really touches you the most about being able to work with these kids at Carter High School? I just see them, like, even though they're struggling, they'll ask you for, like, um, pointers or whatever and then uh, they'll just come up to you and they'll say well do you know what I'm doing wrong right here or how can I get better because they said because I want to get better but the only way to do it is to to watch you or watch the other adult bowlers from that Mm. yeah I mean look you pick up a lot of pointers by watching you know I tell my kids that about uh, about softball like look you know you want to you want to learn the aspects of the game. You got to watch the game, right? See how other people play it, and you can pick up pointers and tips. And that's, I mean, a lot of the things that I learned growing up from bowling was that as well. I used to. We were fortunate enough. We had a huge 
50 lane facility that the PBA tour would come to every year. And so, I mean, we would go and hang out all week and, and hang out with the pro bowlers and on the lanes and in the arcade and, and actually get to talk to these guys and, and have some, have some relationships with them. Um, Hey, we are going to take a short break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more. Well, about bowling and about what's going on around town in ways that you can get involved to help support some local folks and local local causes right here uh so stay tuned with us here on around the house on news talk 987 woki welcome back to around the house with scott brokamp my guest this morning is ricky spiza he is uh well legends on the lanes here in knoxville tennessee and uh you know uh, it's one of the things i you know a passion that we share is uh it bowling i i grew up bowling love bowling um unfortunately i just don't bowl anymore it's, it's one of those it's a it's a time and and my commitment now is to my kids to to help them through and every once in a while we go out and, and goof around so uh, you know, and maybe I need to reconsider about some other activities for my kids to get involved in. I just need to find some more hours in the day to do that. Uh, but Ricky, I, I wanted to talk to you, uh, about a couple of things. So, uh, first of all, I mean, bowling is a very, very mental, tedious sport, and I know that much like golf, they always say, look, you know, golf is played between the ears. Uh, it's, it's a lot like that in bowling as well, but you have, you have, how many perfect games have you actually bowled, Ricky? I got three, but they were all in makeup, so they really didn't count, but in my books, they still count. Well, they, I mean, look, <laughs> look, any, any way you get it is, is it counts, you know? Uh, I, I know that's, uh, one of the things that, that I was blessed with. I, I actually was able to accomplish bowling a perfect game in a sanctioned league, um, which is a huge deal. And, you know, we were talking earlier. I had bowled in tournaments and and been right there and and just could never get it. You know, and it's uh, it's so funny because a lot of times when you're when you're in the midst of that perfect game and you have all those strikes strung out, you know, you're you're dealing with the nerves and whatever. But the the really the reality of it is is you can still throw that perfect shot and still not get a strike. That's true, yeah. That's when it's like, oh man. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll never forget this memory. But I was, we were bowling in a tournament, and I was up. I had nine in a row. Got up through the first ball in the tenth frame. Beautiful, probably the best ball I threw all day. Stone bone eight pin, just staring there, looking at me in the face. Didn't even wiggle. Didn't even move. You know. I mean, it's like, all right. I guess today's not my day. <laughs> yeah. uh, but speaking of tournaments, you you just recently got back from a huge tournament. Yeah, I went to uh, Los, or I went to Reno in uh, in June. Okay, what tournament was that? Uh, the Nationals, the, uh, the Open Championship. National Open Championship. So bowlers from all across the world. Oh, yep. Wow. So I mean, it was good. I mean, I didn't bowl good, but I mean, I still had fun. It's man, those tournaments are difficult. I mean, they just are. So, did you know one of the things with bowling, and you hear people talk about is is the shot, the shot. You know, when they talk about the shot, they the the lanes are uh, oiled with a machine, 
and, and that's and so that's what you know the shot is. So if you don't know, if we hear us talk about the shot, uh, that's that's what we would be referring to. But <clears throat> does that? How different was that oil pattern in in the uh, out in Reno versus what you've been accustomed to bowling on here? It's pretty tough. See out there, they don't even tell you what it is until after the tournament's over. So you don't know what you're bowling on until it's over with. Sounds it's almost like going into league night every night, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. How many bowling balls do you have? Uh, probably fifteen or twenty or more. How many do you take with you when you go bowl every every, every night you bowl? About six to ten. Six to and, ten. And probably only use about three. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I uh, my, my uncle was he was uh, he actually he's got a senior car and he's pba senior but um he was always experimenting with new toys right every time he'd get a new ball he'd roll that sucker for a week and he'd be like i don't want to hear you want this one I'm like yeah i'll take it uh i people used to laugh him and i both we'd be walking in with uh it was called a donkey cart and it would hold six bowling balls and plus all of our shoes and stuff we come walking in look like a two-wheeler you know look like ups driver right yeah <laughs> come rolling in there uh <clears throat> those are the good old days yeah so what what would be one of the best ways for me or our listeners today to get our kids involved in participating in bowling i would start with the youth leagues and and then and that's where i would start i mean the youth leagues uh growing and it's since i get since the high school bowling has started. It seems like more of those kids get involved in the youth league, and then also in the summers, which is almost over now. They do kids bowl free. Really, and most of the centers you get two games, so that's a good way for the kids. Like during the summer, is to start that they can come bow that. Like I think they could do it once a day. Wow! So I think it starts in May or June, and it goes all the way to August. Man, that's awesome! I wish I had that when I was a kid. I, I, I look, I'm, I'll date myself a little bit, but when I was a kid, I used to go do chores and go do everything I could because I could go to the local bowling house where I lived, and on Mondays you could bowl three games for a dollar twenty. What 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 do you think I can get for a dollar twenty now, man? What, uh, not not even one game, probably. <laughs> A shoelace. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, uh, well, and, and again, I know that the uh, um, as far as bowling as a whole, it uh, the the national association uh, made a transition, and it's probably been almost thirty years ago now. But um, it is moved into uh, the USBC, the United States Bowling Congress, um, and it and it's the blanket. It covers all from. Uh, men's pro to women's pro to youth <clears throat> all gamuts of bowling so uh, you can go to bowl.com and you can learn more information about different uh, groups that you can be a part of different things that are going on that you can get your fill um, <clears throat> but we have many a local bowling houses right here in town if you yeah. go walk in the door Go take your kids, go go bowl a game or two, loosen up the wheels, and get you some information about about a league. But I'm going to tell you the the youth programs. Uh, I know you know USBC is 
always they have done an amazing job even before when it was yaba it was just they did an amazing job with their youth programs um some of the coaches that are out there helping teach much like yourself are they're enthusiasts of the sport and they have a passion for making sure that that it carries on but making sure that that our kids are learning how fun it can be it's not just all about shooting great scores is it no yeah see there's a lot of uh, good coaches out there like guys at bow leagues Mm. and there's a bunch of real good ones out there yeah so um you know and i'm gonna jump back to this year we were talking about during the break um you had mentioned so uh, obviously again you help with coaching at carter high school but you the women's the girls team from carter won state a couple of years ago is that right yep how is how did that feel man well i wasn't actually there that year but i mean it was good by watching i watched it on I watched it online. Yeah. So it was good watching them compete and all that and watching the other teams compete. That's good. Well, just being able to be a part of that program, um, you know, coming in and, and trying to help continue to grow that legacy uh, there. I mean, I think it's amazing that you've got, you've got 25 kids that are, you know, on, on the high school bowling team. You yeah. know, I, even, even the schools that I knew when I grew up that had a bowling team, I mean, they they were lucky to scratch out a team, you know. They they might have a men's and maybe a women's, you know. They may go do some mixed double events, but I, I mean, most of the ones I knew, they were lucky to scratch out maybe ten kids to be able to bowl. So um, hearing that is it's really I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing to to know that uh, the kids are still getting out there and, and enjoying bowling. So. Um, I know. Uh, I think the last time I bowled was in a. It was in a charity event for uh, uh, North Knoxville Business Association, and uh, you know, I I dusted the old ball off, cleaned the shoes, and got out there. And well, shoot, I think I shot like six six seventy something for today. So you know, not bad because I hadn't picked the ball up in ten years. So that's pretty good. Not too bad for an old guy, right? No. Uh, hey, Ricky, what was uh, – tell me, what's the best series you ever shot? Three-game series. I think I had eight, 826, and I think it was in the makeup, too, when I shot 300. Man, that I mean, that's just – that's something else. That's good. Good job, man. Good job. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, we're going to take a short break here on Around the House, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some some amazing community events that uh, Ricky helps put on here in our community at uh, some of the local bowling houses and how you can get involved and help give back. So stay tuned right here on Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Well, welcome back to Around the House with Scott Brokamp. I'm talking with my buddy, Ricky Spiva, legend of the lanes, grew up on the lanes. Mom and dad got married at the lanes. I mean, so instead of throwing rice, were they throwing bowling pins? I'm not just kidding. Oh, man. Hey, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I can relate to that. I, I kind of grew up in a bowling alley and, and, you know, uh, it, it, did have you ever got to go in and work the back end? Yeah, I, I actually worked in the back for a while. Man, I wish my dad and my brother did too. So, yeah, 
that uh I, the first time i went back there man it was uh i was like holy moly you know it, it was amazing to walking right behind the pit and here comes somebody <laughs> crash crang boom oh anyway again you know yeah y'all know me if you listen to me much i i i'll i'll jump down a rabbit hole and talk about all kinds of craziness uh ricky one of the things that uh, i know about you i think it was probably how we ended up originally meeting is that you you're involved with things over at fountain lanes um doing a lot of things for our community so what let's talk about some of those that you do i know you do a huge halloween event uh, a big trunk or treat event um you guys do um uh so you do some kind of christmas party um and and then of course um you've got a huge fundraiser coming up for a gentleman i know uh your fellow co-worker gabe manning um and so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that but so let's start with the trunk or treat um when is it and uh and tell us about the event it's uh it's gonna be on october 24th it's on a tuesday evening from five to eight um what it is before my dad he uh he helped do one in west knoxville and they did a trunk or treat in the parking lot well he he brought bowling out there so it he did it for for a couple of years, but they end up not doing it no more. So mm-hmm. then we decided we're going to start our own. So we got uh, so we used the parking lot at the bowl, at fountain, and we got vendors like businesses that come mm-hmm. and they set up and they get uh, they uh, just advertise their business, and then it, and they give out candy. And then like we got the local uh, fire and police department, and then we got other local places that come out. And then we get businesses to sponsor the name on a sign for the whole month. Hmm. And which we've been averaging probably over a thousand to two thousand kids. Wow! So we keep running out of candy every year too. So yeah, I mean that's that's good and bad, right? If you if you've got over a thousand kids and you run out of candy, that yeah, look, somebody better be hitting the Dollar General pretty quick. You know what I'm saying? We have several times, and so yeah, I mean it's a good event. So it's it's this year and it's on October 24th. Okay, so October 24th. How can uh, how, if somebody's listening and they want to be able to get involved or, or get their business on the on the sponsorship there, what, what's the best way for them to do Who they need to call and how can they do that? And they can look me up on Facebook. Okay. My name. Or there will be probably, first of September, there will be actual Trunk or Treat Facebook page. Okay. Okay, it. great. So, so I will, uh, and I'll make sure we put that on the Around the House Facebook page. Um, that way, you know, y'all listening, you can find Ricky. Uh, Ricky's he's that's, he's always on Facebook. Yep. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you bowler work. You're always on Facebook. No, just kidding. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I get it. It's you know, it it's it's a great way to communicate for a lot of us. So tell us about the Christmas party. But the Christmas party, it's uh, before it was it, it's Christmas party for kids in need, like okay. it used to be for uh, like. My dad worked in uh, small housing, I guess you say, and uh, he said, um, like every time he would go in, like during Christmas, he could see that like some families might not have what they need. Right. So, so we do this Christmas party, like, and it's all free for them, and like they get bowling, they get to eat, and they get a gift from Santa. Mm-hmm. So we get businesses also in that that sponsor the toy, like a Dollar General. Like one of the guys that is the president of the association, 
He's a manager at Dollar General. But he gets his customers to donate toys to that. So that's where we mostly get the toys. Huh. And so then we just get businesses to do a sponsor sign for that too. Mm. And that helps buy more gifts and more food. Right. So so not only are you guys helping provide well Christmas to these kids, but you're also bringing them out for a fun night. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's I mean that's pretty cool, right? Be able to come out, bowl a game, have some food, and and be able to uh, make sure that that well you're helping give back to the community and take care of their kids, and uh, and that is obviously as you know with me is huge. Uh, we're you know helping our community is that's really what it's all about. That's yeah, what it's all about. I mean, if you see one kid just get one small gift, and you see how they smile and how like how happy they are just to get one gift, it's pretty good. Yeah. It, I, I mean, it is. It's amazing. Um, I, I know uh, it when I when I used to live in Florida in the bowling center that I was at there, we actually, our league used to get together and we would always take up a contribution to be able to sponsor kids to go through, um, to go in through youth bowling. Um, because you know, I mean, there's, there's some, some expenses associated with it. Uh, but it was just, you know, another, just a great way to help give back to our communities. So, uh, I know there's some other events that you take part of, um, uh, BVL Pat Summit Bowl for the Cure. Um, tell us a little bit about your, your experience with these events and, uh, and how they've impacted our communities. Yeah. Those are, are done by two gentlemen, Bill Majority and Troy Smitty. Uh, they put them on a lot and they're done in Pigeon Forge and, and they raised tons of money over about 14 and a half years like I know the it was a, a Susan G. Coleman first and then they switched over to the Pat Summit Foundation and I know in 14 and a half years they raised over $160,000 and then this year the BBL did 4100 wow so what what is BBL what is that a bow for veterans link Okay. All right. Awesome. So I, 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 that one's a good one to get involved in, especially if you have family members or friends that you're real close with that was in the military. Mm. So, so that one's good to get involved in. Yeah. And anything we can do to help give back to our veterans. And, uh, you know, obviously, like many of us, the Pat Summits Foundation is, is near and dear to so many of us. I mean, Alzheimer's is has affected so many people in so many ways, dementias, um, and, you know, it, uh, well, it's one of those things, anything that we can do to, to help give back, to help find cures and to help, um, help in any way we can really through that research is, is always imperative. Yeah. I think the, the pet seven one, I think it's done in February and then the, the BBL I think it's done in November, I think. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to be keeping our eyes out for that. So, uh, I, I know there's a there's a big event coming up next next Saturday, right? Uh, Sunday, next Sunday, the twentieth. Next Sunday, that's right. Um, and, and it's for well, a gentleman I know as well, uh, Mr. Gabe Manning. You're doing a, a big fundraiser for him. Tell us tell us about this fundraiser. Tell us tell our listeners if they don't know who Gabe is, what is this all about? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Gabe, uh, he worked for me at UPS. He's a driver, and um, I knew him for a while. Well, uh, one day he was, I mean, he was on his route getting ready to go to work, and uh, he was in a, a tragic accident, and a dump truck hit him head on, 
And he's, I mean, he's had so many injuries or he's still going through rehab and all that now. So when I heard about it, I knew they needed a help a lot. So I decided to put this fundraiser on. And from the de- from day one that I started it, it, it just started growing. Hmm. And it's still growing. We got 36 teams bowing in it, which most of them is from work, but the local bowers are also getting involved in it and helping. Yeah. And then businesses yeah. are helping too as well. Yeah. And and so the money raised is going to go, obviously, to, to Gabe and his family. I mean, obviously, there's some spe- some expenses that are going to be involved in there. Um, but – but Fountain is has been generous enough to let you use the bowling alley, um, and they're helping participate in this. So, um, and we're yeah. gonna have like silent auction door pay. I mean, anybody you don't have to come bow, you can just come by and you could participate in the auction, or just come by and say hi or whatever. You don't have to bow. Yeah, I, I, and you, man, you got some, you got some cool stuff. I mean, you, you've got some, uh, some autographed bowling pins that have come from, uh, from a recent tournament from a lot of pro bowlers. I know I've seen you've been reaching out to a lot of the pro bowlers in general, and they have been supplying some, uh, some, some shirts and mm-hmm. and miscellaneous stuff and some autographed items, and, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm working to try to help you out with some other items. Um, you know, there may be some UT sports stuff involved, be down there and be available to, uh, to, uh, auction off. Um, but there's a lot of opportunities just to be able to help and to help support demanding family. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it just, I mean, like you hit it right on the head, man. Just tragic, just absolutely tragic. And, um, one, you know, uh, I know Gabe Little, and and you know we live in the same community, and so uh, what I know of him, uh, I know this. Uh, he's the dude is just he's just an awesome dude. Um, he's just an awesome dude, and I know that uh, he he is gonna he's gonna take what the good Lord gave him. And he's gonna come out on the other side, and, and and he's gonna do something amazing with where he's at in life and so i know that this is going to be able to help him and their family uh you know through some of this as well so um all right next sunday two o'clock at one o'clock one o'clock one o'clock fountain lanes and north broadway north broadway so come out uh if you want to get you a team together go find ricky on facebook it's actually full but Uh, i mean Hey, never know. Look, just just come out anyways, right? Just come out. They'll find room for you. Um, well, Ricky, thank you so much for doing that. I, I know, uh, again, like I said, that it's one of the kind of things I how we had or even originally met was just the the passion to try to give back into our communities and try to help um, and to you know have something like this happen, like with Gabe, just a you know a co-worker of yours to want to be able to come alongside to help support and and do what you can to try to help is just amazing um it just amazing it just it speaks of you know obviously your character but um you know i know these are these are some of those core values that we learn by being in community so thank you for that um yeah and i did find out from his sister i didn't know this till she told me Gabe actually had two aunts and a grandmother that bowed in the 70s and 80s at Fountain. Man. So I didn't uh, know that. How cool is that? 
So that's pretty neat. That is neat. That is neat. So and even that they boil that fountain. That's what. That's just really cool. So. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back and wrap up with Ricky. Um, we're going to finish talking about his hopes and aspirations on where he's going to go with his bowling career. Stay tuned. You won't miss it right here on Around the House with Scott Brokamp, News Talk 97 WOKI. Well, welcome back to Around the House with Scott Brokamp. I am Scott Brokamp, and I have been speaking with Ricky Spiva this morning, legend of the lanes, bowls out at Fountain Lanes out on Broadway, tearing them up. Uh, lots of things going on, lots of things going on, lots of things that they're doing. Um, and so, and if you didn't know, today is National Bowling Day. That's uh, one of the reasons why we're talking about bowling. It's National Bowling Day. Um, you know, I, I never knew there was a National Bowling Day. I wish I would have known growing up. would have been a great opportunity, I think. But, uh, um, it, you know, I, I just, I, I know for me growing up and being a part of leagues as a kid was instrumental for me. Um, it's one of the most fondest memories. It was one of the first things that, that I enjoyed doing that, um, I actually kind of enjoyed and picked up and did well. Um, when I when I retired my bowling, when I, my last league that I was in, I was living in the Carolinas before I moved here, actually. Um, and, and I was averaging 207. I mean, you know, pretty respectable. Um, but it was just fun. It was always fun to go and, and get together and meet my team, and, and it was just a way to kind of relax and, and, and have an enjoyable time um, and, and do something, you know, and be around other people and, and do some community. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that, that I, I want to share about that from my time bowling is, is the community. The community that you're able to be a part of and enjoy through that. Um, you grew up in that, yep. you know. I mean, I bet you... I bet you there is many, many of folks from the bowling alley that you could say that they was they was kind of like a mom and dad to you. You know, if they saw you doing something wrong, they'd let you know, wouldn't they? Yeah. So. <clears throat> yep. So, what's your dream, Ricky? What's your goal? What do you What do you hope that you can accomplish as a bowler? Well, I want to go. I want to bowl some PBA regionals soon, in which I'm trying. Which there's one in October I'd like to go to. It's in Florida. So I'd like to go to it. So I'm hoping that's a go. So I'm hoping to get – I just want to do it one time, just say that I did it. Yeah. So, I mean, even if I don't bow good, the experience to go out there and do it is mm -hmm. pretty good. See, I went to uh, – actually, I went to uh, Wisconsin back in April and watched the PBA Live event for the first time. And that was a good experience. If you ain't never done it, then I would tell everybody to do it. Man, I'm, I'm going to tell you what; those events have changed a lot from when I was when I used to bowl and when I was a kid and watch. I mean, I remember, you know, as as we as I grew up and as you would see the Professional Bowling Association on TV, that 
look, it was, you know, it was at a bowling alley and, and they had a pair of lanes that were used for a tournament. Now, I mean, they go in and they create stadiums, they create, they bring it all in and, and really create an amazing atmosphere, um, to when they have these events. And so you're, you know, you're right. I, I have been able to experience that once, um, at one of the live events or one of the events that they brought in and just created everything and i mean it was really cool yeah it was just cool um so you want to be able to bowl in some regionals uh i mean i'm sure you probably would like to do a little more than that yeah um so do you uh what are what are some other things that you really hope to accomplish for not just yourself but for bowling in general for our area i want to see more kids involved and which now with the uh, and most kids don't know, you can actually do scholarship. You can you can get scholarship to go to college for bowling, hmm. and because they they ha, they actually have a big junior go tournament that my nephew went in Indianapolis in in July, which I mean you got bowlers all over the country bowling in it, and I think first place just guessing is eighteen thousand dollars in scholarship. Wow! So I mean that's pretty good to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, dude, that that go a long way, long, long way. Um, so I, I I know I don't really know the history of the national the national championship, but you you would love to see that be here in Knoxville. Yeah, it, it was actually here in 2003 at, at the convention center, and I mean, I like to see it to come back here because I think it, it it'll be good for Knoxville the community and also the surrounding like Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. I mean, it'd be good because you got all these people from all over the country that travel in will go and they'll spend the week or or weekends, uh, like in Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. So, so I think it will help the community on both sides. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we we have a lot of events that come into town, and and again, it's um, it, it's a beautiful area. People love having events here. Um, they, you know, it, again people want to just come here because of where we're at right they want to enjoy our beauty that we live with every day here in east tennessee uh so i'm with you i think it'd be a great place great place for the event so um you know here on uh, around the house we we have that topic of the day that we talk about and uh of course it is national bowling day so that's one of our primary talk topics but today is also vinyl record day I'm sure we've got some listeners that remember vinyl records. I don't think I have any left anymore. I, I think I finally disbanded my collection and probably one of my moves. Uh, I think it was probably in my second to last move. It'd been about eight years ago. I think, um, I have not had a vinyl in a long time, but it's making a comeback. So, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about vinyl. We want to talk about, what your experience was with vinyl. Um, and then we're going to talk to our new guest and we're going to talk about football. High school football is kicking back off. Um, so, uh, Ricky, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, again, uh, next Sunday, the 21st, 20th, 20th. 
I, I might get this right eventually. Next Sunday, the 20th, at Fountain Lanes at 1 o'clock. Um, come out and, and support one of our local uh, fundraiser for Gabe Manning. Go out. If you don't want to bowl, there's plenty of auction items. There's plenty of things to do. So um, get out there and let's help Let's help uh, Ricky raise lots of money for Gabe. We're going to take a short break. Thanks for listening in hour number one. We'll be back here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. See, I'm not the only one that has to whistle when that comes on. Well, it's like Feliz Navidad. When it comes in, it's in your mind for the rest of the week, and you can't get it out. <laughs> well, this is this is true. Hey, but that's a <laughs> great tune to run with. I mean, I'm just going to tell you. I'm just here to tell you. I love that tune. I, it's one of the things I said. Hey, we we got to keep that. We got to keep that tune. Uh, so look, hey, before uh, we hit the break uh, last hour, I did mention our topic of the day that I love to talk about here on Around the House with Scott Brokamp, and it is also not only is it National Bowling Day, it's also National Vinyl Record Day. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those things where you, you always have something kind of in your hip pocket in case the conversations slow down and there's nothing else to ask. And you go, hey, by the way, it's National Turtle Day. Right. Let's talk about turtles. Exactly. <laughs> it's na- it's always National Day for something. Uh, Mark, come on, man. What was your favorite vinyl? Uh, Barry Manilow. Oh, come on. I'm serious. Barry Manilow, Weekend in New England, years ago. There was a little Mandy on there. Uh, this one's for you. I mean, years ago, it was Barry. My wife right, took me right. to see Barry Manilow uh, in Las Vegas years years ago. I mean, but they were wheeling people in for that concert. Man, I, well, yeah. I, <laughs> they were literally pushing them past us to go to the front. It was a it was an amazing experience. <laughs> Chris, what about you, man? I know you gotta you gotta have a vinyl. ZZ Top, you know he's ZZ Top. Final person. I guess I kind of missed that boat, and by the time I realized it was something to look into, it was a little out of my price range at the time. So my bucket list record I want to find is an original pressing of Layla and assorted other assorted love songs by Derek and the Dominoes. I just want to hear that on the wow. original medium. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's hardcore. That That is. That is. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I was trying to think, you know, like what was my – favorite vinyl at the time and i remember you know when i seen michael jackson when i was in school oh no oh sorry no no you look little, like a zz top thriller, kind of guy. little thriller uh, yeah. it was it was definitely some rock and roll van halen uh 1984 you know, no i'm i'm thinking it was uh it was probably one of those foreigner albums no there you go um didn't they have like a big zero uh, on a big zero on the on the the yeah, they have one a big four or zero. I don't yeah, know. That's and then yeah. uh Ario Speedwagon, mm-hmm. you know, but uh I think one one it was my brother's actually and it was uh it was a album called Unsung Heroes by the Dixie Dregs. And that was uh that was, <clears throat> You guys are hardcore was, with it. You're, I'm coming with the big one. names and y'all got all these people and never even really came across my path. Ah, yeah, yeah. Well hey, listen, if you're uh if you're looking for something to do this weekend there's a lot of cool stuff going on there's always cool stuff going on here in east tennessee we've got the legos here brick universe is the place to be the number one family lego fan event is happening this weekend at the world's fair exhibition hall doors open at 10 this morning 
ready to dance a jig. Immaculate Conception hosts their annual Irish Fest on the Hill tonight from 4 to 10. It promises lots of Irish food, music, and fun. Your Lady Vols soccer team is in action today starting at 2 o'clock at Regal Stadium against Jacksonville State. For more details and more events of what's going on around town, go to visitknoxville.com. That's visitknoxville.com. We're going to continue talking about, well, sports and kids, how you can enjoy uh, what's happening with your kids around the house, right? Where are they going to school? What are they getting involved in? But it's everybody's favorite time of year. It's football time in Tennessee, right? Mm. The Vols play in three weeks. High school football kicks off next week. And around here, when we think high school football, we think of, well, rivalry Thursdays. Yeah. Right? I That's hope what so. we're talking about. You may have a familiar voice in the studio here this morning because joining me today, Mr. Mark Packer. Mark, how are you today? I'm good, man. Uh, bu- busy time. Fun time, but a busy time. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, you, are you ready for kickoff? That's the main question. Yeah, You know what's... Uh, no, not as of today. Um, <laughs> when you do games on, on TV, um, it's like my wife still doesn't really understand all these years later that I don't just show up at 7 o'clock on a Thursday night and and talk about a football game right you know there's a whole broadcast to put together and uh and so there's a whole lot of work to do there's a tv switch this uh, station switch this year um from wvlt over to uh, wate and fox and so we've made a big switch this year um which excited is, about that yeah it's reinventing the wheel almost which for me has kind of rejuvenated me yeah. um it's kind of released me uh, from the pen just a little bit as far as the opportunity to go out and be creative um, and uh, WKNX, uh, which is formerly WMAK, the secondary station of Fox, which is Channel 7 on the dial, I always kind of laugh and say, hey, it's where the show Cheaters is. And, and they're like, okay, no, that's not the best way to say it. <laughs> Family Feud is on there, Cheaters. It's uh, Channel 7 between ABC and CBS on your dial, and it's a beautiful HD signal, which from where I sit means a lot. Mm, it does. Because I've spent a whole lot of money on a production unit. Mm. And, and I want the viewers to see the best picture that they can see. And so coming up Thursday night, we'll have a beautiful HD signal on WKNX, the Knox, for Campbell County and Halls. Uh, then Saturday at noon, first time we've ever done a, a day game on a main network, uh, which will be on ABC, uh, Channel 6, uh, Bearden and West Ooh. in the LMU kickoff classic, which will be uh, um, Tim Burchett's going to be there doing a, a flag dedication of some kind and uh, – uh, we'll have drones flying around and and the band playing and and it'll it'll be a it, it's a fun fun weekend to get football started in earnest this next weekend. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I look, I, I know you put in you put in so much work to to make this happen. And look, I mean that's what that's what it's about, right? It's about all that leads up to it. It's kind of uh, like many of things in life. A lot of years and time and preparation, and then you're like. Oh, for, all that all that for that right? yeah that that was it it came and went <clears throat> you know it's funny ut and i've said this over the years you know ut is uh is is big business mm, yeah. and uh the fan base you know peers off the edge of the henley street bridge when things don't go well in <clears throat> georgia state um i don't i think those days are gone every year for high school it's a new group of kids mm-hmm. it's a new excitement and so this is our 15th year of rivalry thursday which is amazing wow. we've survived that long 
Holy um, man. But our 15th year and every year for that group of kids is is their year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and when kids come back and, and now they're men and they're married and they've got families and they say, you know, that was that was cool. That was. Uh, to, to be out there on a pedestal, that, that's what makes it fun for us. Yeah, absolutely. So how did Rivalry Thursday, how did it start? How did it come about? I was doing games on um, the former CSS, Comcast Sports Southeast. Mm-hmm. And I had done games there since, uh, golly bum, we had done it for about 10 years. Uh, I was sports director at WBIR when I was doing the games for CSS. And I moved over to WVLT. And I was still doing the games. And CSS got a new marketing director. Mm-hmm. And they were spending about... <clears throat> Pardon me, it's early morning. They were spending about $10,000 a game to put these games on Comcast. And the new marketing director came in, and I had caught wind that she was going to put the money somewhere else. Mm. She was going to drop the high school football. So I went to the general manager at WVLT at the time. This was 2009. And said, hey, what do you think about doing high school football on Thursday nights on TV? And he said, well, how much will that cost? And I said, about $10,000 a game. And he said, you know, the market won't bear it. Hmm. It just won't bear it financially. And he goes, you think anybody would move to Thursday night for TV? And I said, yeah, I, th- I think they would. I mean, I, th- I think I know enough people. Some would say no and still do today. And some would say yes. Um, and so he said, well, you go away. And if you can figure it out, you come back and, and let me know. So about three months later, I came back into his office and I handed him the schedule of, of our TV schedule. And I handed him a list of the sponsors who had committed to be a part of it. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, Pilot and McDonald's uh, through Tombras and formerly K-25 Federal Credit Union and mm-hmm. uh, Coca-Cola at the time slash Walmart. Um, and he said, want to partner up on that? I was like, here we go. First business, you know, yeah. said it wasn't going to work. Right. I figured out how to make it work. And now he wants to be my partner. Right. And and this is, we started rolling. Um, and the first the second year that we did it, we had Maryville at Alcoa, or excuse me, Alcoa at Maryville. And it was on little My VLT mm-hmm. at the time. And I remember the next day, our oldest daughter, we were moving her into school at Tennessee Tech. She's now 31. And <clears throat> but at the time, she was moving into Tennessee Tech. And the general manager and the general sales manager and local sales manager all called me together at the same time. And they're like, Are you sitting down? And I'm like, Wow, well, I and mean, I'm moving my daughter into school. Why? You did a 12 rating on Maryville Alcoa last night. I was like, what? It was the number one show on TV hmm. on my VLT, beating all the main networks combined because of the game that it was. Alcoa beat Maryville 35 31. It went down to the last, mm-hmm. you know, second of the game. And I think then we knew we knew what we had. Yeah. And and all these years later, uh, switching TV stations. Now I I I own the production unit. I mean, we spent about eight hundred thousand dollars in the production unit that does our games and and does baseball and softball for University of Tennessee and does the state championship statewide mm-hmm. and um, does games on Friday nights in Nashville or Tri Cities. And <clears throat> the production unit kind of goes everywhere now. I, I don't know how we got where we are. I really don't. <laughs> Yeah. Um, God's blessed us for some crazy reason. That's how it works, isn't it? But it's better than having a day job. Yeah, well, you know, I got one of those, but... I mean, you know. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, hey, Mark, we are up to a little break here. We, you know, got to pay You'll the bills You'll get to breaks somehow. quickly with me, I promise. You got to pay the bills somehow. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back here, and we're going to dive into a little bit of University of Tennessee 
football when we come back here on Around the House News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Oh, welcome back to Around the House. I am Scott Brokamp, co-owner and founder of His Security and Technology. Happy to, uh, well, happy to be sitting here today talking a little sports with you this morning. I have Mark Packer, rivalry, rivalry, th- I can't even speak today, Mark. I'm just going to turn the show over to you. <laughs> rivalry Thursday uh, in the locker room. And, uh, yeah. man, what an amazing story. If you were listening just uh, the, the previous segment, Mark was telling us how this all came to be in uh, 15 years now just i mean it's it's your it's your day job it was funny the uh, very first game that we did was in uh, gatlinburg and and i had no idea what i was doing uh doing high school football hired a uh, a, a middleman to hire a production unit and he brought this production unit up to gatlinburg we were doing oneida at gatlinburg Pittman. i had wow. a whole lot of advertising and promotion for it and when they pulled the production unit in we knew we were in trouble <laughs> it was one of those where like oh no <laughs> and so um uh, we got on the air barely, and the signal was all scratchy and bad looking, and we had really good viewership because people wanted to see high school football. Yeah, and the signal was getting worse and worse and worse, and it was really bad, really bad. And we lost the signal, and and I remember the game was going on, and I was out in the parking lot. I was crying. I was on the phone with my wife and my mother in law, um, who we lost four years ago, greatest Christian woman I ever knew. And my wife, I was crying. I said, what an embarrassment my whole career. I've worked my whole career, and I've lost all credibility, and I'm just bawling in the parking lot. And she says, we're praying for you right now. We're just praying for you. And um, um, bolt of lightning hits the stadium. <laughs> bolt of lightning hits the stadium. And they and, and, and in high school football and sports, um, yeah. when lightning hits, every time it's it hits, it's a 30-minute yeah. delay. And so lightning kept hitting, and they kept having delays. So I called the TV station, put up the bug on the screen that says lightning delay, and go back to regular programming. So they went to regular programs at Robbery Thursday, lightning delay. And so I was able to blame the fact that our first night looked so bad on lightning. On the lightning. We got hit by lightning. You know I mean? What are you going to do? And so oh when the goodness. game was over, I said to the production crew, the company, I said, you're fired. Don't ever come back. First time I ever fired anybody. And I met Danny Harb of HP Video uh, the very next day at Applebee's out by the airport. Yeah. Um, and I said, I, I need you. He and I did a handshake agreement on a three-year agreement for production and never looked back. And and then built our own production unit, you know, seven years ago. Um, but Danny Harb, uh, I'll always be indebted to him for saving us at the very beginning of this process. That's, uh, the things that people don't see, they have uh, no idea that goes on that you got to figure out. That's right. That's right. You just and, and you got to figure it out. That's all there is to it. You don't have an option. So, well, let's talk a little sports. Um, look, we know Rivalry Thursday is all about our wonderful rivalries in high school sports. <laughs> but, stop to uh, say rivalries. I know. I'm, just, well, I'm not even going to say anymore. <laughs> I'm, you know, I think that's my cue that I need to go coach this softball game today and yeah, take the rest of the day off. There you go. There you go. Uh, so let's talk Tennessee football. Okay. What? What's your What's your take? What's your outlook? How do you think we look? Uh, here's my concern. My concern is, is I'm going to go back 25 years 
um, to what 1998 did to the fan base. And, and the success that they had in 1998 was a blessing and a curse that has been more like the curse of the Bambino for 25 years than a lot of things we've seen. When you, It was when they won the national championship. Right. Which, by the way, is the last time they won a conference championship. True. I mean, not many people mention that. It's been 25 years that this program that is, mm. is one of the most respected schools and programs in the country has never won a conference championship in a quarter century. So I take it to this past year, as soon as a fan base sees a year where you beat Alabama and you beat Florida and you beat Clemson and you know you, you go you win eleven games, go to the Orange Bowl, you do all this yeah, yeah. stuff and and then all of a sudden, hey, that's where we're gonna be for the rest of time. And it's not. It's not. Is there a lot of talent at Tennessee? Yes. Yeah. Let's be real honest. Have they fig- have they figured out NIL? Yes, they have. Yeah. They have. And at that point, that level, I mean, as you and I talked about in a commercial break, that's a lot of it. It really is. It's a lot of it. Sure. Um, Josh Heupel has come in and has done a wonderful job. Now, a, a guy in baseball, when he faces a pitcher, has more success the second and third time that he faces that, he faces that pitcher than he does the first time. Mm-hmm. That's right. The first time the pitcher throws at him, what's coming at me? And then the second time, now wait a minute, okay, I saw what he did to me the yep. first time, now I know how to read these pitches. And so that, I think that's one of the questions about, you know, this offense. Yeah, you got a absolutely. guy that's left in Hendon Hooker that was, what, 60 touchdowns, four interceptions? Okay. Um, and so not enough credit, I think, is given to a guy that did numbers and, and has to go down, numbers-wise, has mm-hmm. to go down as one of the best quarterbacks in college football history. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. Numbers-wise. The people numbers-wise, right. he has to go down as one of the best in college football history. Well, here comes Joe Milton for a third time, yeah. and and I think Joe's got all the ability in the world. Yeah, he's got all the ability in the world. He's impressive. He, you, you see on Twitter that he throws a football at the man and he camp ninety <laughs> yards, or eighty yards, whatever it is. You, we've seen this, we've heard this story, mm-hmm. we've seen this movie, we've seen it at Michigan, we've seen it when he started at Tennessee. Dude looks the part. We're can, gonna can, see, right? Can can he reel it in? Yeah. Can he reel it in? And and Dante Thornton, who's a transfer wide receiver mm. from Oregon, who comes in here, who didn't get the balls he wanted at Oregon, didn't play it as much as as he wanted there, is an engaging young man. I've visited with him multiple times. He's six five, runs like a, a gazelle. Um he's gonna have to run like a gazelle to get to the football where Joe Milton's throwing it. So which Joe Milton is it? Yeah. Is it the Joe Milton that, that we saw at Michigan that was overthrowing everybody? Is it the Joe Milton who was overthrowing everybody when he started at Tennessee? Or is it the Joe Milton who looked like a million bucks in the Orange Bowl against Clemson? Mm. And I don't know which one it is. Yeah, Your your biggest concern is your offensive line. Sure. Um, oh, that, yeah. That's where you are right now. That's your concern. Nobody thinks about how good Darnell Wright was. Mm. He's a top 10 pick by the Bears. I mean, we, we've been hearing a lot about we're going to really be missing Darnell Wright. Oh, there's no question. I mean, go go watch the movie Blindside for references. Yeah, that's how there's important no that's how important that is. Uh, Amari Thomas, big O defensive lineman. We were doing a commercial shoot yesterday for a, a Better Mattress local company, and uh, and we had a good conversation about. It. I said I heard you guys dominated the scrimmage the other day against the offensive line, and he goes, "Yeah, we did, but our defensive line is pretty good now." Hmm. I said, is it more an indictment against the offensive line or is it more a pat on the back to the defensive line? And he goes, our defensive line is pretty good. 
So I, that's encouraging. Yeah. You, I don't know that I don't know that first one to 50 always wins in this conference, especially the second time around with Josh Heupel's offense. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be one of the most interesting things to see as we go up against uh, again the the Alabamas, the the Floridas, the Georgias to see the adjustments that are made on their side of the ball, being able to have a taste of hypo football. Which, that second look, time around, look, I mean, it, one thing about it though, right? Hypo is, I mean, that's his style of play. That's that's always been his style of play. He'll never be apologetic about his style of play. Negative. He will not. Never. And, and you know, it's not like n- nobody has scouted what he has done. Right. So, yes, you know, when you face that pitcher for the first time, you can watch him on tape all you want, and it's not the it's same. It's different. Okay? But it's not like... It's not like our competition came into a blind either. Listen, there's better talent at Tennessee. Okay, I'll tell you that. There's better yes, talent. There is. So it's it's not a matter. I was at practice the other day, and I was standing uh, with Bill Martin, who's yeah. the uh, uh, SID, uh, Sports Information Director for Tennessee. Um, and he and I were looking at practice, and I said, they just, you know, I'm not going to say they look um, mid-90s-esque, but I'm going to say they look a lot closer than they have. Um, I'm, I'm not standing out there looking at, Cozy Coleman's and Chad Clifton's and Albert Hainsworth and John Henderson's and Al Wilson's and Jamal mm-hmm. Lewis's and Peerless Price's. I'm not looking at all those guys right now, but I am looking at a different level of cat than I was looking at yeah. a couple of years ago when when Jeremy Pruitt and mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, Derek Foley mm-hmm. and and these guys that came through. I'm not looking at those guys, right? Yeah, and then I'm not. And no disrespect to all the guys that came through, but I'm just saying overall. This is a different looking group of, yeah. of guys. The concern is the offensive line. Sure, that's just the yeah. concern this year. Yeah, and Cooper Mays better be healthy. Yeah, he's the key. Yep, yep, yeah, he is. And uh, you know, uh, I mean, the anticipation is is you know he'll he'll be back and ready to play. Um, we'll see. Right, you get I mean, rolling. That's, that's you get rolling. You get rolling. You you better develop some consistency against Virginia as a four touchdown favorite. Mm. Um, Florida's not where Florida's been. You you beat Florida. And if you do what you're supposed to do, when Texas A&M comes rolling to town, Tennessee should be, if they take care of business against Florida, they should be 5-0. With Texas A&M coming in, Tennessee should be in the top five. And then at that point, here we go. Yep. Because now you've got the A&Ms of the world, and and, mm-hmm. and you've got the Alabamas of the world, and you've got the Georgias of the world, and South Carolinas of the world after what happened last year. So that that's where the rubber meets the road. Make sure you get to 5-0. and oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right on the mark with that. Absolutely. Um, hey, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, well, some NIL. And, yep. um, well, you know, look, we know your house is talking about football, so that's what we're talking about here. <laughs> Stay tuned with us right here on Around the House, News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. We have the official whistler right here in the house. Mr. Mark Packer. Rivalry. Thursday. See, there I, we I was go. able to say it. 
There we go. I just had to slow down a minute. Took 35 minutes to get it right. Holy, I mean. You just have to say it fast. It's kind of like when I was doing sports uh, on a regular basis, and we'd do like Wimbledon stuff, and there'd be somebody I had no idea how to say their name, and I would just say, and blah, 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 and just roll through it. Well, one time, uh, I will tell you this funny story, and then we'll we'll get rolling here. Bill, Bill Williams was the main anchor, okay? And I was doing French Open highlights. And so I intro the highlights, and I said, and in nice France today. And and I went through and said, you know, the highlights. And uh, came out on camera, and Bill says, as like God himself on the set, I believe that's Nice. We'll be right back after that. I could have crawled under the desk and never come back up again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thank well, you, Bill Williams. You know, hey, I, I kind of feel like, you know, like whenever anything happens and then the, the national news comes in and they find that one person to do that interview with, and you're yeah. like, really, that's that's who you picked to represent us, right? You know, that's, that's kind of how I felt there for a minute. Yeah. Hey, right. Stay hey, uh, uh, we've got uh, we've got a caller on the line here. We've got Will on the line. Uh-oh. Yes, sir. Hey, Will, how you doing this morning? Good, Scott. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, buddy. You've uh, you got some questions for Mark, huh? Yeah, I just wanted to get Mark to give us his uh, schedule for the uh, games coming, the rivalry games coming up this uh, maybe the first few weeks. Well, I appreciate I appreciate the call and you asking. Yeah, I was scared when they said you want to take phone calls, and I said, wait a minute, did I upset somebody? <laughs> um, so we start next Thursday with Campbell County at Halls. And then the Saturday game on uh, on ABC is Bearden at West. Uh, the next week, uh, Carter at Austin East. And then we really get rolling week three. Powell at Oak Ridge. Uh, Alcoa at Greenville the following week. Um, we've got Anderson County Clinton on our schedule. Bearden Farragut on the schedule. Um, I, I'm excited about Central at Heritage, to tell you the truth. Uh, Joe Osivet, who's a former Tennessee assistant coach, uh, has gone over to Blunt County and trying to do something that no one's ever been able to do, and that is win some football games at a school that's not named Maryville or Alcoa. And I think they they went five and five a year ago. Uh, Joe feels good about where Heritage is, and and I think it's time you know that we go over there and and share some love with them. So after that, uh, the the last week of the season, we're leaving to be announced. Um, just kind of wait and see what happens, and then we head into the playoffs. So. Uh, Got to earn earn your spot for that show. There's some TWSWA has moved a bunch of games to Thursday night, the last week of the season, um, mainly because of the officials situation. We got to have more people sign up Mm. to be uh, officials. Um, I signed up to be a TWSWA basketball official this past year. My wife thought I was crazy that I was going to get yelled and screamed at the whole time. Uh, It never really happened in the 15 (laughs) games that I officiated. Um, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, we get to, and everything moves to WKNX the Knox once again on Thursday night. So, uh, we're excited about it. Awesome. Awesome. Will, thank you so much for your call. And, uh, man, thanks for pointing it out to make sure we get Mark to talk about the schedule of what's coming on. Um, so, Mark, let's talk about NIL. I mean, that's all we hear about now. Here we go. NIL. Here we right? go. It's NIL college. Uh, I was just reading an article, um, about a gentleman that appears to maybe be going to Missouri because he lives in Missouri and the state law of Missouri says that, well, since he lives in Missouri, he can start collecting NIL money immediately. I mean, this, this is, uh, it's just crazy. There are positives and negatives of it. 
They're just hard. like anything. Okay, right. just like and you know, um, um, your experiences, my experiences. When you know, on July first, two thousand twenty-one, when NIL was was legalized, let's just say, um, I, I don't think that anybody really thought about it before they just opened up the wild, wild west. Hey, everybody, just start giving them money. Yeah. Like, did anybody really think about? Are we going to cap this? Right. I mean, what's the parameters going to be here? You know. You got a, you've got an NIL that I know very well that's spending over a million dollars a month on athletes, and um, that's the way that it is. Um, I, I'll never forget, and I've told this story when when Walter Nolan was a defensive lineman over at Powell, and he was number one kid in the country according to ESPN's top three hundred, and I kind of um, befriended uh, his parents and um, and Walter, and and really wanted to learn. And what a way, it's like Austin Price says of VolQuest.com. He goes, Packer, what a way to learn, man. You jump in with that situation. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think the kid really wanted to go to Tennessee, to yeah. tell you the truth. I yeah. really do. Um, part of the reason they moved to Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, in Tennessee, I I think he would have done fine at Tennessee. A&M came in and started offering him houses and trucks. Yeah. yeah. And uh, seven figures worth of money. And he's an Aggie. Yeah. And that's the way that it happened. And A&M jumped out there. Now, they didn't fulfill all the commitments. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was one of the challenges is, is that yeah. they made a whole lot of commitments, like $25 million worth, and then they didn't they didn't honor all those commitments. Now, they've come back, and Walter's still there. Um, but it's, it's, it's just a new day. Now, the positives of it are is there's a lot of young guys and, and girls uh, uh, in Lady Vols yeah. uh, who come who have not had family resources over the years, mm-hmm. and, and nor will their family ever have the resources that, that others are blessed with. And I've always felt like that the athletes, because they don't have the ability to go get a part-time job, to make money, to put gas in the yeah. tank, and to take their girlfriend or, or she and her boyfriend or, or whatever to, to, to go eat dinner, they need to have the opportunity to make just a little bit of coin. The, the, the challenge is, is, is when you start signing four-year, $8 million deals with kids coming out of high school, and, and then all of a sudden they realize they're making more money in college, which is what you're seeing in mm-hmm. women's college athletics especially, yes. is I'm going to make more money if I stay in college than I am if I go to the WNBA. That's right. And so they don't uh, pay. Let's <clears throat> just face it. It's a new day. Now, I will tell you, I have two clients that I work with. One is Exterior Home Solutions, and they're doing an exterior home makeover where somebody's going to win a free roof, okay? And and we got Dante Thornton and Tess Darby as the spokespersons via Spire yeah. to, to champion this cause. And right. that's great. That's what it's about. They make a little coin, make a little money because of their name and their image and their likeness, mm-hmm. do something good for the community, and that's great. Just shot a commercial spot with uh, Amari Thomas, Tennessee defensive lineman. Big O yesterday for better mattress. He gets a mattress. He jumps on and he does a commercial spot. And and that's great. You know, Amari's yeah. an engaging young guy, wants to be a sportscaster. Yeah. And so there are positives about it. The, the, the challenge is, is, is those schools that don't have a robust fan base mm. – and the key to to the to, to Spire, let's just say, because they're kind of the biggest NIL for Tennessee, the, the the biggest thing for them is is they need fans to join the volunteer club. Right. 
the fan base is going to be what carries NILs because you're only going to be able to to lean on the millionaires and billionaires for only so long. For so much. That's right. At every university, you're only going to be able to lean on them so long because the reason they became millionaires and billionaires is because they know what an ROI is. Mm -hmm. They know what a return on investment is. And they spent their careers working hard to get their money. And they worked hard. I've talked to some of them, and they fundamentally have a hard time giving money to kids and families just to get them to come play sports for you. It is hard to get it out of them. So they're doing it at the very beginning. Right. But the longevity of the NIL is going to be the fan base that says, I'm going to I'm gonna join the volunteer club. I'm going right. to pay $5 a month. I'm going to pay $20 a month. Yep. I'm going to get a shirt or a koozie or a Yeti or whatever it is, and I'm going to... Real Vol fans are members of the Volunteer Club, or whatever the club is that each school has. Yeah. And so that's got to be the focus going forward. And I think think that's what the fan base is about to hear a lot of. Well, and it is. And, you know, and as we talked a little bit, uh, you know, I'm very much so involved with our Lady Vol Boost Her Club. 100%. And and same thing, right? I mean, listen, that's the thing that we stress. Look, join up, have that baseline membership. I don't care if it's $5 a month, $5 a month. Participate. Participate. Because at the end of the day, you know, we talk about one thing. Listen, as a fan base, you want to win national championships? It is what it is. I hate to tell you. It is what it it is. It is what it is. Yeah, you better better jump on it. Now, here's a question I've got, and I have a feeling I'm about to get a long pause of (laughs) airtime out of you. You ready? All right, I'm ready. If Pat Summit were the head coach right now for the Lady Vols, and if you told her, you have to pay players to come to play for you or you will fail. What would she do? Well, if anybody knows Pat Summit, right? She definitely Pat was Pat, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you know as well as anybody Pat is going to do what she has to do. I guarantee you, if, if any women's coach would have had the ability to go in and get money to have an NIL that was as robust Look, as any men's program, and you know what I mean by that, yeah. Pat Summit would have had a robust she NIL. Would've. She would have hated it. But if it meant winning or losing, Pat she Summit would have done it. She would have done it. That's yeah. just it, yeah. you know. And that's yeah. it, you know. And, and and I've actually have heard similar questions. Is that right? Yeah. As well, Pat wasn't about. No, Pat would. Because she, that's if it meant one winning thing, or losing, she would have done that's it. That's right, meant winning or losing. But she really had that fundamental understanding of how collegiate yep. sports works, yep. and and she was willing to do what she needed yep. to do to be a champion. Hundred percent. And and it's and it's the same thing today, right? So hundred percent. And, and you look. You know, we are. We've seen uh, Tennessee. Um, what I think I saw there's four states now that have jumped on board for high school students to be able to participate in the nil tennessee is one of them tennessee was one of the first um we have an nil collective at a local school and i i I, i'm steering clear of it because i can't i can't be positioned at all yes seen at a meeting for a local nil collective and then call other schools correct and say hey do you want to play on tv and they go no why don't you just go put those other guys on tv all the time so you know, no, you can't. I can't do it. Just yeah. can't do it. It uh, it's a slippery slope. And you know, it, here's the thing, right? At the end of the day, it's like everything else. Okay, when when that change occurs, it's going to be the drastic shift. It's going to go yep. all the way to one side. Sure. And then and then what we're going to see, and as we see now, I mean, every day the NIL rules change daily. 
I mean, literally, it's like daily. Something new comes. Nope, nope, you can't do that now. You can't do this now. I don't know that I say the rules change daily. I think it's that someone is trying to change it daily. Well, that may be too. And I don't, because there are no rules of NIL. So I, I think it's different. Yeah. You know what True. I mean? I, I yeah. think you, you're not going to put the toothpaste back in the tube. No. You're just not. You're not. Because you're going to have uh, liabilities and legalities. And I, it, it just, it, it is what it is. Yeah. And you got to win at NIL to win on the football field or the basketball court or the baseball field. I mean, you've got to figure it out. But there are a lot of positives to it. Tons. It's like anything. There are goods. There are bads. There are uglies of everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we all have to respect each other. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, speaking of monies, we, we need to earn some. So we're going to take a short break right here. This is uh, the quickest hour you've ever had. I'm having fun, by the way. Hey, man, I love it. I love it. <laughs> look, hey, look, I had uh, Brian Rice join me when we were live out at CAK at Camp Kiki. And three hours and, felt like just and 10 I mean, minutes. I'm going to tell you what, yeah. man. We were, just, we were just done. Just toast. <laughs> hey, tune in uh, right here after this short break. And, uh, well, Mark Packer and I are going to take you out to the 9 o'clock hour here on Around the House. News Talk 97 WOKI. I hope you're going to whistle the tune the rest of the day like we are. Hey, welcome back to Around the House News Talk 98.7. I am Scott Brokamp, and uh, Mr. Mark Packer has been here with us this hour, and, well, I, I don't – it's gone. The hour's, like, almost <laughs> over. Uh, <clears throat> that's what happens when you're having fun, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, I know you got a couple of awesome things that you want to make sure to tell us about. Yeah. But I, I, I do want to kind of – touch back into this nil i want to wrap this up a little bit so okay we did we talked about really some of the negatives but there there are a lot of huge positives that come from nil uh, and so i think it gets overlooked right i mean it used to be you would do a camp yep. and and it was always pss, 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 who's gonna be there pss, pss, right yep. now now you can say hey look kiki malloy is gonna do a softball right. camp okay right, right. so our our institutions in in businesses colleges and areas have they have taken advantage of the success of the athletes for years gazillions of dollars off of these athletes for years yep and so you know those are some of the positives right these kids are here and literally they are giving their all whether it's in tennessee no matter where they're going to school they're giving their hearts they're giving everything they have for that program they're donating their time for the program is what they've been doing for years that's correct that's correct. and there's a lot of people have been making money off of them and and I like the fact that they are able to benefit yep. at that time because look, it comes and goes. It We've does. seen a lot of athletes that their career is over and they're like, Yeah, I got an education out of the deal and that was great value. I've paid for three Absolutely. of them for three girls. I get it. But at the same time you leave and you're like, I, I what I what I get for it. Right. Meanwhile, they're still showing your face and your image from when you played at that school 10 years later. Can you imagine what a, a Peyton Manning or a Danny Werfel or you know a Tim Tebow uh, or somebody like that would have been right. worth in the NIL age? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Would have been crazy. You know, it, but that's it, though. But that's the point, right? I mean, even here, we still talk about Peyton Manning, you know? Yeah. I mean, he is a part of the legacy yeah. here. And so to, to think about, 
right? How how much money has our university made? How much? Not has, that Peyton needs it, and he's not a good example because Peyton makes enough money for all of us combined. But does. I mean, somebody like a, a Fred White, defensive back. Okay, let's just say somebody yeah. who's a yeah. unsung hero who played years ago and never Jermaine Copeland or you know. Um, I don't know, just athletes that never benefited big financially out of it. Right. They deserved that opportunity, and they yep. didn't get it. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. So, Mark, let's move on. Move on from NIL. Let's Speaking of former Vols. Some other awesome things. Speaking of former Vols, um, a lot of people remember Inky Johnson. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Tennessee defensive back that uh, was projected uh, to be a first-round NFL pick. Had a big hit against Air Force. Um they told him that he, they better they better get him to the hospital and in surgery quickly. He was going to die, um, paralyzed on his his arm, mm-hmm. um, and he spent the rest of his life. He's a he's a, a Christian motivational speaker, yeah. uh, incredible speaker, yeah. incredible man filled of the word. And um, I yeah, I feel like sometimes I always kind of laugh and say, you know, when you're sitting in church sometime and you feel truly convicted, is it you or is it God that's convicting you? And uh, my mother-in-law passed away at the end of a cancer battle four years ago, mm. and um, um, I'll try to tell the story with you know, keep control just because I, I, I've never been able to tell the story without losing a little bit of control that yeah. she was the greatest Christian woman that I ever knew, and it was 1.47 a.m. on uh, uh, June the 18th, 2019 at Park West Medical Center, mm. and her body was fighting to stay alive, but but Glenda was just dying to go to heaven, Yeah, and um, at 1.47 uh, two nurses were on one side of her uh, with the stethoscope on her heart, and my wife and I were on the other side. And And I reached my hands out, and I said, let's pray. And we we prayed, and I said, you know, dear Lord, as Jesus said on the cross, it's finished. It's time. Take take our sister home. Hmm. Um, enough. Yeah. Um, amen. And we released hands, and the, the nurse, um, um, you know, put the earphones back in with the stethoscope, and Pulled the stethoscope off her heart, took the earphones out, and she looked up and said, "She's gone." And you know, my wife was crying, and uh, and I I can't I can't explain to anybody the the peace that came over mm-hmm. my heart yeah. in that room at yeah. that time. I'll never be able to explain it to anybody. Right. And I and I smiled and I said, "Do do you feel that?" She spent her whole life for this moment right here. Mm-hmm. She's she's she, she's an angel. She's at home. Yeah. And um, we didn't have to ask the question, where'd you go? We knew where she went. Right. We knew where she went. So Christmas Eve service this past year, we're in church. I'm looking over several thousand people holding their candles up. And and God just put a vision in my heart of of we needed to do an event with Inky Johnson for this community called Where'd You Go? Very basic. Um, Got together with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, They're on board. So we're doing an event uh, on TV, on ABC, Thursday night, uh, December the 7th. Uh, at Faith Promise out on Pellissippi. Uh, Inky Johnson will be our keynote speaker. Uh, Chris Blue is going to provide some of the music and entertainment for the live one-hour event on TV. Uh, It's free to the public. Uh, Kids, uh, FCA with schools and churches. We've already got several hundred kids committed to come, and we expect overflow seating for this event called Where'd You Go? And the bottom line is, is when they take the stethoscope off your heart, where'd you go? Um, and so I'm excited about kind of what God's doing, where he's leading. And, uh, it'll be a great, great event. Thursday, December the 7th. Where'd you go? All right. How do we get tickets? It's free. There you go. Just show up. It's free. You'll hear about it this season. You'll hear about, I'll be mentioning it every broadcast. Bring your, bring your group, bring your kids for kids for the most part. But I invite people to come. 
Awesome. Mark, thank you so much. Uh, as you mentioned, that hour flew by. So, hey, if you missed part of today's show, you want to listen again, go to hissecurity.com, go to the ATH radio tab, or find us where you find your favorite podcast search for Around the House with Scott Brokamp. Hey, uh, guest coordination services are provided by B Media Savvy and News Talk 987 WOKI. I hope that you will go out and enjoy some quality time around the house today.